and welcome. It's on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were doing a sound. I was going to, Check. but I didn't know what to do. Check. Okay. Look, friends, this is our year end. It's not quite a year in review, but we wanted to give you a little Christmas gift. So this is a Christmas gift, end of year news roundup. There it is. Okay. Mm, happy holiday. Not just Christmas. We like every holiday. No. Every winter. But you know, but I'm not going to play into the, the narrative like that Merry Christmas is like illegal and the persecution stuff. Most <laughs> people are very happy with the idea of Christmas. So I'm just, I'm sticking with it. We, I'm not playing that there's game. There's a weird thing in, in our neighborhood where um, people are putting up, keep, well, maybe this is just a common thing, but now I, I feel like I've noticed official signs that are like, keep Christ in Christmas. It's right. very right. angry. I'm right. like, see, this is definitely... Not, I mean, look, doesn't get my Christmas spirit up. I rarely offer spiritual advice on the show here, but I will. And (laughs) don't get one of those signs. No, I'm just going to say, if you want to keep Christ in Christmas, you can, that's, there is a way to do that. Yeah. It's that you do it. Yeah. Like in your, not that in your life and in your heart, like there's lots of ways. Like I'm going to give myself a round of applause for that. (laughs) Okay. I have, okay. So we have a Mm -hmm. gift for our listeners. And if you can't reciprocate this, please don't, please don't. I'm ambushing you with this. Okay. I have two Christmas presents for you. Okay. They're kind of ephemeral though. Okay. Here's the first one. It's a sound effect I made, which we intend to use liberally on the show today. And it's this. Ho, 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 ho. That is a really (laughs) creepy Creepy holiday greeting. I, I I made it for one news story that I'm almost positive you must have picked. Really? And I know that I did pick. Okay. As you'll recall, friends, the rules of the news desk are that... Um, we try to ambush each we other. We ambush each other with news stories. I think we've each got like eight or nine or so today. Yeah. So there was one place where I went to liberally use those. And um, I... Uh, okay. The other Christmas gift I have for you is this. It's a dream I had this really? week. Really? Okay. This is what happened in the dream. It was very short. And it has all the quirks of dream logic of like okay. rational thinking during the dream, but being in a very irrational scenario. Okay. Here's what happened. Okay. I had to do laundry. And for some reason I really needed, I felt like I needed to do the laundry at your house. Oh, okay. And I felt like I needed to do it in the middle of the night at like 2 a.m. And I had to do it by breaking into your house, which it was very easy to do. Like one of your doors was open. Okay. And I'm in there. Totally and, and, plausible so far. And as the, as the washer is going, yeah. as the dryer is going, and I'm sitting in there. And now it's like, that's the irrational part. But here's the irrational part. Or okay. That's the, that's the irrational part. The rational part is that I'm sitting there in your house in the dream. And I'm thinking, oh man, what if they come out? What if they come out of their bedroom and see me here? Like- what am I supposed to say about what why did I'm you here? Do? I just felt like so nervous and I was like, I don't know what to say. And I was trying to think like, I don't want them to panic and think I'm like a burglar or something because I'm not. I'm just like. Yeah. And uh, and Thomas came out into the hallway and just like looked at me with a very blank expression. Okay. Okay. And that was it. <laughs> I wonder if we should interpret that. I don't even know what, what? That, how we would interpret that. I, you know, I, I, I don't either. I, I just don't know. Like, why was I? And I, remember I was like texting Susan. And I was like, I'm in their house. I don't quite know. That, I, don't, I don't want them to panic. <laughs> Which Susan, wh- I wonder what Susan's advice would be in that scenario. I, I don't even know. I told her about the dream, but. Um, weird religion. So, <laughs> that's that is a that's a strange 
dream. I don't really remember many of my dreams. Oh, do you think it's because you're a a light sleeper? Is that is that why people don't really remember dreams? Oh, I okay. No, I don't know. I have no idea why. I don't know. I I just don't remember them very well. But my sister does. She has terrifying dreams, and she recounts them to me, and they're like Stephen King novels. I feel really sorry for people like that. Who she have these, loves it. Like yeah. These, oh, she loves it. Well, she just has, you know, she feels like it's like an adventure, yeah. and that just sounds scary to me. So. Well, you know, you do you. Yeah. Be a sister out there. Annie. Annie. Um. Okay. So, um, do you do you want to start? Do you want to do you want to offer first? Sure. Um. Okay. So my first news item. This is taking us back. Um, I don't know a few months. Uh, a while back, there was a news story about a new religious leader, um, the leader of a group called Love Has One, who died in a mysterious way. If you remember. They had glitter all over their face and Christmas lights. What? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I uh-huh. do. Did we talk? Do you remember yeah, that? I, I, mm-hmm. Very vaguely, but it's coming yeah, back to me so now. So more than six months after the mummified remains oh, of yes. Love Has One cult yep. leader Amy Stroud, referred to by followers as Mother of God, yep. was found. Yep, I'm there. Um, the, the cause of death um, was released, and a, there's a lot to it. But what I thought was really fascinating was that there were eight small bottles of, is, do you pronounce it colloidal metal, including silver, copper, titanium, were found with the body. And it's one of those sort of alternative medicine treatment type things. Okay. And I, I feel that alternative medicine and religion is is having kind of a moment now oh yes so i just wanted to get your take on it and 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 just see like it seems to be the new what is that was like a ringworm treatment that people were using for oh ivermectin yeah the horse dewormer Which for no for no one had ever really heard of before right. um but this is something that it, it, apparently it, it contributed to this person's death um, and I'm really interested in the kind of DIY research, your own right. health cure, yes. religion overlay. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the material conditions of it, the internet. Yes. That's yes. where, that's where everything it's like, if I want to know how to change my windshield wipers, Google, uh, YouTube. Right. Which by the way, right. I just did. Cause I don't know how to do that. <laughs> if you, that if you want to know how to worship a God, Google, internet, Google internet. It. Google mm-hmm. it. If you want to know how to cure a sickness, the internet. Right. Um, it's becoming like an oracle. It is really interesting how people put these things together and how they, they, you know, I didn't realize this until recently, but apparently there's this phrase like, quote unquote, do your research, mm-hmm. which is oh, applied yeah. liberally, do your research. liberally to things <laughs> that don't qualify as well, traditionally as right. research because, right. you know, right. you don't, do the same form of training and stuff. But that was really interesting to me. And um, it kind of takes me back to like the 19th century when when you'd see these newspaper ads um, advertising like tonic, magic tonics. Yes, yes. And some of them, in, some of them included things that we now recognize as poisonous. Poison. Um, and so this just seems like a, a 21st century kind of re, redo of this. 
Yeah. Which is really interesting because it's like as long, you know, we have medical institutional knowledge mm-hmm. and then we have all these counter forms of knowledge mm-hmm. and oftentimes there's like a spiritual thing to it, right? Yeah. Like you just know it because you know it. And and one wonders, notwithstanding the enlightenment, et cetera, right? if one can ever really progress past it. It's almost as if what has happened before will happen again. Uh, I finished Battlestar. <laughs> and I you love know, that reference. There are a lot of things that can make you um, wonder. Okay, that was a very good one. That was, that good. was a good. Story. Okay, thanks. Good story. Thanks. Your turn. Okay. Um, my story out of Trinity College, Dublin. Okay. It's about the Marvel Studios movie Eternals, which I have not oh, seen yet. I haven't either. Hoping to over Christmas. Yep. Got kind of poor reviews, but I've heard it did some oh, interesting things. Oh, bummer. Okay. Marvel Studios Eternals released last Friday, well, back in November. Okay. Um, is the first major film to feature some characters speaking in Babylonian, a language of ancient Iraq that died out over 2,000 years ago. And how did they do these translations? An Assyriologist, that's somebody who deals in ancient... What is today ancient, you know, the ancient yeah. Middle East and its languages. Dr. Martin Worthington from Trinity College Dublin and the author of the book, Teach Yourself Complete Babylonian. Whoa, must be teach one of the yourself. Most. Yeah. So they they did actually some of the, and I, I did, kind of I took one of my qualifying exams or general examinations in my PhD in Near Eastern Languages and Civilizations in that language in Acadian. Uh, in really? Kineform. Yes, I did. And really? uh, it was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> it was very bad but guess what i passed yay yay oh, for you oh, written oh, exam yeah written yeah. exam my, yeah those my, are the worst my oral examiner after it um just kind of said did you choose to take this in cuneiform which is the style of the writing instead of in transliteration which uh-huh. would be to say to write it out in Eng- in the Eng- in in you know our in in in, like in, translate it. Yeah, like, like it translated in but in English like the sounds of the words. Oh, I see so what instead you mean. of that. So in like you know our our alphabet yeah. And I was like, I thought I had to. And he was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like almost nobody does that unless you're an Assyriologist, which I wasn't. I was doing a different track. Just overachieving. So he proceeded Just to point a guy out like from Wisconsin. 450. But I learned something important that day. What? And that is about reading cuneiform, which is if you don't know the cuneiform signs, mm-hmm. you can't read it. Uh, <laughs> <heads> <laughs> and that's just a fact. That's so. deep. That's deep. That's deep. Okay. Uh, okay, my turn. This one... <laughs> Is from Newsweek. Okay. Woman's, this is kind of funny. Um, if there are children in the car, we're, I'll give you an edited version of it, okay. y'all. Woman's quote unquote obscene Santa display goes ho, viral. Ho, ho, this ho, is ho, a Christmas themed one. <laughs> and the quote is the HOA lady, lady just had a stroke. <laughs> and it's basically, um, there's a video posted to TikTok on November mm-hmm. 15th by a woman named Amber, mm. who basically her husband forgot to zip tie the Santa arm in the right place. So it doesn't exactly look like an arm and it's waving. Oh. And I don't know why, but my inner junior hire thought that was it's That is an inner funny. junior hire. There's always an Amber involved. Okay. Amber's Amber, out there. What are Amber. you doing? Amber, write to us. Um, Amber out yeah. there. What are you doing? But it got me to thinking about how we drive. I I take my children on drives around our neighborhood. We, there's not a ton of neighborhoods that have a lot of of lights. Right. And oh, it's I know really one for you. funny I'll tell hearing you after the show. Okay. Well, it's really funny hearing children comment on mm-hmm. you know lighting mm-hmm. and and a lot of times they find things that I think are just heinous 
and tacky yeah. to be just the most delightful thing. Their, so. as, their aesthetics are not as developed. What is it? What is it with, before we leave this one, uh -huh. what is it with the HOA? There's so much drama with HOAs. Well, that was my favorite part about it yeah. is that it involved an HOA lady because you can just imagine. Amber. She's running around measuring grass and trying to make sure you don't have too many like clover in and amongst your grass. Yep. And then just freaks out is when she sees an unfortunately posed inflatable well, Santa. You know, this reminds me of a saying from the Tao, <laughs> and this is a very um, loose, loose translation. I don't have it open in front of me, but uh -huh. it's saying something like, you know, when you go around looking for sin in the world, you just make all kinds of people into sinners, you know? That's, and that's, that's why that's like the Tao saying of the HOA, I think. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you just got to be careful. All right, your um, turn. Okay. Yep. Here we go. This is from a tech website called The Bite. Okay. Uh, no, sorry, futurism.com. Okay. Um, but the word, the phrase, the bite is at the top. I don't really know why. Okay, the, okay. the title. A, uh, AR Pioneer warns that metaverse could, quote, make reality disappear. What? An innovator in early AR systems has a dire prediction. The metaverse could change the fabric of reality as we know it. Okay. Wait. Augmented wait, reality. What? Now, here's the thing that I, I found suspicious. Let me read this to you and then make a comment and then you care to comment. Okay. Among Rosenberg's concerns... Uh, and this is Louis Rosenberg, a computer scientist at Air Force Research Laboratory. Among Rosenberg's concerns is that third parties could introduce, quote, paid filter layers that allow certain users to see specific tags over real life people. These tags might float above every person's head, for instance, and provide information about them. And they use that layer or tag to tag individuals with bold flashing words like alcoholic, immigrant, oh. or atheist, or racist, or even less charged words like the visual overlays could easily be designed to amplify political division. Um, I thought to myself, this is, yes, this would be a new thing, but it also is just like a slightly amplified version of, I think what already exists, this idea of paid layers or the labeling of people on mm -hmm. social media mm -hmm. and of a, a kind of signaling, you know, signaling. often, often referred to as virtue signaling where it's whatever you, you think yep. is virtuous, but you know, this brings to mind one of my all time favorite sci-fi Oh, it's not even that much of a favorite, but it's a movie that I could just keep coming back to again and again because great sci-fi is quite prophetic. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the movie Minority Report? Which, oh, yes. With Tom Cruise. Popularized what people talk about now as the metaverse, the idea of an augmented overlay uh -huh. of reality. Yeah, I do. which is a really fascinating you know, depiction of, of the ethical issues that come into play when it comes to like determinism and mm -hmm. technology mm -hmm. and anyhow i i keep coming back to this idea is, you know say for example you could label someone as an alcoholic right i mean uh, is that is that destiny anyway we're gonna keep i, I that freaks me out a little bit i won't lie we're yeah. sort of anti-household yeah. tech in our home oh, really? so yeah okay yeah so we won't I, I hope we will resist that, but okay. Okay, this one is going into your neck of the woods, Yay. sort of, and mine. Yay! Headline from the Iowa starting line: Archaeological search underway in southeast Iowa for ancient Mormon city. Ooh, I like that. I love these stories. What could be better than discovering an ancient city? That would be the ultimate Christmas oh, right? present, oh, 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 right? Oh, oh, oh. Right there. I mean, you discover that, you're you're gonna be happy. And for the Latter-day Saints, I mean, this is really fascinating to me because one of the weirdest stories of the early 20th century is, you know very well in your field, mm -hmm. the grand sense of disappointment that many biblical scholars felt when they went to the 
ancient Bible lands and didn't find exactly what they were looking for. Sure. And it caused a huge kerfuffle that trickled in, down into American religion pretty quickly right. about, you know, can the Bible be trusted? And so now I think about this is this is for the Latter-day Saints, a much younger religion. Sure. They are trying to find evidence. You know, the thing about archaeology that's tough, though, for people is it, it's the thing you're looking for. It's it's material culture. It's either there or it isn't. And yes, there's interpretation. But, you know, if you're looking for a city or if you say a city's there and the city's not there, it's hard to say that it's there. Right. Right. Um, but you know what this reminds me of? Do you mm. remember back in like the 90s, I want to say, there was a scandal involving Geraldo Rivera and a safe? Oh, right. Yeah. I remember I, it, was, it was this big like hype Jimmy up. Jimmy Hoffa or Jimmy something. Jimmy Hoffa's safe or something. Yeah. And then... We'll put a link up to that. If you didn't watch that, that's a great, that's a great Some old meme. Some of our younger listeners are like, Jimmy who? Oh yeah. man. Uh, Geraldo yeah. who? Geraldo Rivera with the, with the mustache. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Vintage classic, classic new scandal. That's a really good one. Yeah. I, I also thought it was kind of fun that it happens in Iowa because you know, it's like national political discourse refers to it as a flyover state. Well, guess what? Yep. You have an ancient Mormon city. Turns out the reason I was so boring now is because it was hopping like Yeah, 10, the Latter-day Saints are like, we've got ago. you. We've got you, Iowa. Okay, this one's, uh, okay. this next one is a fast one. I guess we got to do okay. a couple. Oh, you're right. We got to do a couple of these okay. quick. Otherwise, we're not going to get through these. But this one, I just want to read you the headline and show you a picture. Okay. The headline, this is from a very reputable internet source called okay. the U.S. Sun. <laughs> okay, okay. And the headline is, um, Generation SpaceX, kids born on Mars after Elon Musk's SpaceX missions would have brittle bones, weak eyesight, and green skin tone. Let me show you They're a photo. They're going to be the little green men. Let me show you a photo of the kid and you react to the photo. Oh, this is your best story ever. It basically looks like the X-Files <laughs> little green men. <laughs> we gotta Brian's use, like, I told you. We're going to use that photo in some promo <laughs> materials for this uh, little yeah, okay. that's good. That's good. Just wanted to show you the picture. It was all about the picture on that one. That is a great one, and I can't wait for people to see that and weigh yep. in on it. This one, well, it, we can go quickly, but I just think it's one of these ones that we're keeping tabs on. The fringe QAnon quote-unquote cult, referring to the people who are really amped up about mm -hmm. the second coming of JFK. Yep. As of, let's see, when was this Rolling Stone article? It was in November, wasn't it, when people were into the yeah. JFK thing? Well, as of December 1st, there are still a small group of them in Dallas waiting for that miracle. They've been there for weeks, you're saying. Yeah. I, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta hand it to people for um for for sticking it out. Well, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, you know, we'll 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 see. And let's I'll admit in solidarity with QAnon that it would be really cool if someone came back from the dead or if yeah, or, or yeah. if or if JFK or JFK Jr. never died. Oh yeah, I think that would be great. There's no doubt about it. I, I would, I would. There, there are a few things I would want more, but that's on the list. <laughs> that's great. All right, your turn. Okay. Um. Oh. Okay. This one. This one's for you to comment. Okay. I, know, I know you're gonna go crazy here. I know you got a lot to say, so I'm just gonna cede the floor to uh -oh. you. Just restrain, uh -oh. restrain yourself. Okay. This is from the AP, Associated okay. Press, um, in December. Amid tensions, Southern Baptist women lead where they can. And it's an article about um, women, kind of. Um, taking taking positions of leadership like this, the the, the, mm. the title story, Jackie King, a women's mm. minister at Second Baptist Church in Conway, Arkansas, first felt a call to ministry as a college student. Mm. She tried to go for it, but you know, how do you think that went in the Southern Baptist where women are often not allowed to be lead pastors, but can right. teach. Right. King thought at the time she only had two options for ministry, marrying a pastor or serving as an overseas ministry. But God, as the saying goes, had other plans. So um, 
you know, mm. she's they're they're basically um, she she got married and she's trying to be a Bible teacher and author and they're pushing the boundaries of what they can do in their group. But my question for you is, is this just going to be tougher and tougher for the Southern Baptists to really hold this line on women as pastors? A, but then B, along the Battlestar theme of what has happened once has happened, you know, what's yeah. happened before has happened again. Will they allow it? But then you'll just have another breakaway group to reestablish the line. Oh, well, you know, I am very skeptical of the progress narrative that often gets floated by people who want women in ministry leadership mm-hmm. um, because historically speaking, that doesn't, uh, history does not testify to the inevitability of women in ministry leaderships in um, conservative circles. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm pretty convinced by there's a really extraordinary historian named Margaret Bendroth who wrote a book called Fundamentalism and Gender, I think, or Gender and Fundamentalism. Oh, oh I can't believe I'm getting that mixed up. But would love to read it. It's a great book and basically interprets American fundamentalism, this conservative white Protestantism that was born in the 19th and early 20th centuries through the lens of gender anxiety. And so Bendroth shows how this idea of gender hierarchy and its role in establishing even like a a quote-unquote well-ordered society for fundamentalists is so central to who they are Mm -hmm. that to undo it is to undo for them a a part of the the good news, like the Christian good news. So, I mean, you see this everywhere in, in, um, Neo, kind of traditionally neo-reform circles, well, they'll, they'll put complementarianism or this doctrine that women are subject to men according to certain interpretations of New Testament scriptures right, right. as like their gospel essentials. So it's like the death and resurrection of Jesus, check. The second coming, check. Oh, also this idea that women and men need to interact in this kind of way. So it's so core that I just have a hard time thinking. Yes. So there are people like Beth Moore, who we talked about in the past, who is Southern Baptist for many years and then just finally broke away for a lot of different reasons but i i just think i wish this woman very well but i don't know what her future is in the southern baptist convention especially because i think they're feeling very under the gun right now Mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons including a sex abuse scandal involving women um and so i i think if the past is the best indicator of the present and future, then mm-hmm. I think that it doesn't look great for women like in mass, you know, she might be able to sure. eke out a little place sure. for herself in her right. congregation. There's lots of examples of that, but mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I'm all for it. Yay. Yay for her. But yeah, I don't think we'll put a link to the book up. You got the title, right? Fundamentalism and gender. Yeah. It's 1875 oh, excellent, the present. excellent. Written excellent. in the nineties though. I'd love yeah. to see a, a 2021 version. I'd love to hear her thoughts on that, but yeah, 22, it, it's, 2022. Prob- it's you know, one of those books. On. I, it's short. It's, it's accessible. Mm-hmm. I always come back to it. Yep. Okay. Is it my turn? Uh, it is. Okay. Now this one is so funny to me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, I sent it to you. I texted it to you. And it is, oh, this is just oh, a tweet. Anti-mandate protesters pray during a demonstration, anti-mask mandate protesters pray during a demonstration in front of the 110th precinct where their friends are being held after being arrested during a sit-in at a cheesecake factory. 
I ho, ho, that's ho, a ho, 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 that's a Christmas ho. gift right there. It, you know, the last phrase is what really clinches it. It's such a perfect twist because the story would have been fine, a good story. It would have been good, but that extra detail at a cheesecake factory. You know what? I've been a server. Yeah, and I know that your mom was a server for a long time. Yep, and I, my heart. I've been my, a server too. Oh, you? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yep. my thoughts and prayers, as they say, went right to the servers oh, at that man. cheesecake factory. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I can imagine it, and I am imagining it. <laughs> In addition to like the world's longest menu that they have ho, to memorize, ho, 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 they also have to deal with these people who have decided to stage a faux civil rights demonstration. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> You know, it's as if Nazi Germany is back upon us, oh, man. One, one might say. Yeah, it's like countdown to Holocaust comparisons, which are heinous. So I feel like we have to say, well, if you can't pick up on the on the tone of this, it's kind of like I, people, I decry them. And with, with reference to your previous story that we were discussing with, with yoking really minor doctrines with major ones, oh. I feel like the tactic here that's being used with the Nazi comparisons and so on is what you do is, it's like a very simple tactic. You take the most, you take a very heavy thing uh-huh. and you yoke, you take a very, a little thing that you want pedally and you yoke it to the center of the universe so that people can't argue with you. This reminds me. That's I, what people are doing, right? <laughs> it's a, it's a tried and true eternal. It's, it's what Mary Douglas says at the beginning of Purity and Danger. She says something like people will harness the forces of the cosmos in order to get someone to wash their hands. Oh. And it's so true. Okay, Mary th- Douglas, I love you. Yeah, this reminds me of. May she rest in peace. Um, I think it is Jay Z Smith. I think he writes an essay called "The Problem of Comparison." Is that what it's called? Yep. Anyway, in comparison, a magic dwells. Yeah, it basically says that the even the act of comparing obscures things. As oh yeah. It it obscures as much as it illuminates. Sure. And so, I mean, now we're getting really high minded with these with these <laughs> protesters. But I think that's why I find that it's so heinous, right? That, right. you know, they're out there practically singing We Shall Overcome because they wouldn't put a small piece of cloth over their face. Uh, pieces <laughs> of cloth, which to be, to be clear, everyone knows are not 100% effective, but they're better. And when you're dealing with big numbers, they, they help a little bit. And to help a little bit when there's a big problem actually ends up helping a lot. Just like a very low, even low infection or death rates end up being a lot when it's a widespread thing. Hence, we approach the grim, the grim, um, line of 800,000 deaths at this holiday. I just. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very weird thing. In fact, uh, I think I might've told you about this, but I was just, I've been haunted by this one moment where you and I were co-teaching a class together and there are a lot of other people involved in the class, but Mm -hmm. it was right when we were about to, the world was closing down. Oh yeah. And we, we did this one day where we were trying to make videos of our class <laughs> in, in a real hurry. I remember it well. And I, I am haunted by that day because we had no idea. I think I was scared. Um, and, and now we're, we're sort of, we're exactly where experts warned that we would be, um, in terms of like death count and stuff. Yep. It's, it's in one of the, in the worser scenarios. Yep. <laughs> and, and then people are like, I'm going to go to a cheesecake factory. And that is just, the absurdity was just, I don't know. What should I say? Yeah. What's, what's your effect? Um, what do you think? You just, you're not wearing anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I didn't want, that was a downer. That was a downer. That was a downer. I laughed pretty hard at the. Let me find a happier one. Okay. Eh, not quite. Um, so this is with references from The Guardian. Okay. This is with reference to the Astroworld concert disaster, 
where many oh, people lost their lives. Oh, that was in terrible. A, Astroworld, okay, but this is, here's a religious take on this, which is very, mm-hmm. very strange. Mm-hmm. Astroworld disaster fuels wave of satanic conspiracy theories on TikTok. Oh, boy. Um, Videos of the Astroworld crowd crush that killed eight people flooded TikTok, but conspiracy theories have also flourished alongside the graphic footage that, in fact, the idea that it was that that the deaths were intentional, that it was a Ugh. massive satanic ritual. Oh and my gosh! One thing the article brings up, I think the article brings it up. You can read it for yourself, or maybe uh-huh. I'm just making it up. Uh-huh. Is that it was I, one of the ideas about digital natives, those say a little younger than us, but we're kind of a little bit in it. Mm-hmm. Is that we're supposed to be a little savvier about the internet. Like for instance, when you get right. one of those like weird emails saying, Hey, can you, bu- can a, you buy this gift a card? Prince from some... I'm, I'm a, yeah. And I'm an, I'm a prince. I'm a Nigerian prince. Like yeah, yeah. we're not supposed to fall for that stuff. And, and yet, yet there we, we were mm-hmm. newsflash, mm-hmm. even, you know, these 18, 19, 20 year olds who are like really hipped and savvy to the stuff are falling for the same kinds of misinformation that our grandparents are. Right. Right. Um, it just, what did, what did, was it Barnum? who P.T. Barnum, who said there's a sucker born every minute, or maybe he didn't actually say that, but Sounds that is credited right. to him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, part of me gets a little meta and mystical when I think maybe it's just that the the mundane parts of our lives and the really, truly, like, everyday nature of tragedy is just too much for people to wrap their heads around so they right. want to mystify I'm, I'm sort of psychologizing no, that, the, but the, the guardian article says something similar they say in an era you know I'm, I'm i'm paraphrasing but you can read it they say something like you know in an era where things feel so chaotic and confusing a conspiracy theory can be like a little a little binky a little blanky for people today to oh. basically put some order onto something i mean it's not so dissimilar from you know the psychology of like the jfk assassination that the mm-hmm. idea that there was a great conspiracy or it was the mob or it was the russians would help us feel better about it somehow or get some kind of order on what seems like an impossible event. Yeah. I mean, it seems very insensitive to the family members of these, like these are, I think it was seven people who died. Yeah. Seven or eight people or like, more actually in the oh, aftermath. Okay. Yeah, I think it was even nine or 10. Oh now, wow. Cause people died That's later terrible. too. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So all right, take us out of this. Wah, hole. Take us back. Take us back. Okay. This is um a little funner. Uh, th- it's a, it's a commentary op-ed kind of thing. Um, why workers are seduced by the quote cult of optimal busyness. Mm. I have a, I have a Google news alert for the word cult. Oh, you um, do? Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's, that's ringing. Uh, probably uh, that's, oh, going, I get that's several, going several every day. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that it, it compares our current form of workaholism where you just work all the time, mm. 24 hours a day to a new religious movement. Mm. Um, I like to, I, I put the news um, notification on because I'm interested in what gets classified as mm-hmm. cult. And I have a whole list of weird things that people compare. It's, it's a lot of times I think it's just lazy headline writing, but still. Um, then it made me think about all of our work. And the article goes on to talk about work or a busyness as a status symbol and as a sort of mystical ideal. Uh-huh. And so I just wanted to, you know, care to comment? You're, you're a busy guy. Uh, you know, our friend, Max Weber, comes uh, back again. Uh, the Protestant Mox, work ethic. Mox. I mean, I'm sure people in the discipline had brah, brah, brah gripes. But, you know, there's something there. Yeah. There's something I there. I think so. There's I something think so. there. The, 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 the cleanliness and the godliness of it all. Yep. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Your turn. Your okay. turn. This one, this is actually a really good article and I feel bad. Like there's no way we can summarize it. It's on Vox. Yeah. Okay. Headline is a new kind of religion forming on the internet. Algorithms are surfacing content that combines Christian ideas like prosperity gospel with new age and non-Western spirituality along with conspiracy theories. There's lots of stuff here that's fascinating. Um, and talking about, you know, they do a little profile of somebody who has a religion like this and they're almost, I wonder at what point you start to really be able to identify something as a religion. Yes. Um, uh, here's, uh, I'm trying to find like a good quote here. It's just like, it's all over the place. Like talking about this one person they're profiling, she identifies as more spiritual as an increasing number of young people do. Um, an article I was going to present, but skipped is that people have left church during the pandemic. More oh, than right. Mm -hmm. But more people are spiritual um, they may talk about manifesting their dreams and faceless sex traffickers waiting to install tracking devices on parked cars. Some might act almost as prophets or shamans spreading the good word. Others lurk. They might believe all or only some of the ideas. Um, it's perfectly pick and choosable. I'm quoting from the article. Yeah, yeah. But more than anything, they believe in the importance of keeping an open mind to whatever else might be out there. And they're talking about, you know, oh, call it the religion of, quote, just asking questions or the religion of doing your own research. Yeah, yeah. Still in its infancy. <laughs> doing your own research. Yay. But maybe there's something here. Uh, it almost seems like a novel, like a good Don DeLillo novel of some kind. Um, hmm. You know, just uh, a new religion forming out of the internet. Um, I, I really like this. this. This whole article is just fascinating. Well, you know, it's interesting because it sort of begs the question what a religion is, because that seems to imply that mm -hmm. it's a collection of beliefs, maybe, mm -hmm. that it's an intellectual ascent. Right. Which, so I'll, I, you know, like the really traditional kind of religious studies, um, there are lots of ways to define religion, but usually they talk about beliefs and rituals or like yeah. some sort of yep. bodily response. So I'll be curious to see, I mean, how do you, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really curious about it because the internet does a lot to democratize ideas and, and power and all that, but then it also dilutes it. Right. So what are we even talking about when we're talking about this loose connection of whatever's? Right. Cause I'm also thinking, so I have a friend who's quite involved in many of these types of conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. When I think about their their actual lives, I won't use any identifying markers, but they have just a pretty regular life where they're raising their children, sure. they're going to the store, they're doing all these things. So I don't know, like, would we say that they are in a sure. new religion? Right, 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 I don't right. really think so. It reminds me of something in Christian Smith's book, the the um, Catholic sociologist um, and, and author, I think he's at Notre Dame, um, uh -huh. called, I think it's called the Bible made impossible, but he cites research little callback to a, to one of the earlier articles about the Southern Baptist women, but on, on this point that in fact, people who espouse a purely gender hierarchical, um, world in their, in their families, sociological research of their family life shows that they don't live by that gender hierarchy that they say they believe in. Right. Right. So then it's like, are they actually so practitioners? It, right. Is it, is kind it of what's the belief there? Okay. Okay. Spiritual confession booth. True moment. Oh, okay. A student came up to me while I was eating lunch yesterday. Oh, really? Where? Uh, in our university's cafeteria. Oh, interesting. Where I eat occasionally. And sometimes students will just like, because I'm, I'm on videos for things, but I don't like actually teach people. So people will approach me like I'm like a low-key YouTube you are, celebrity. You're a celebrity to Come them. up, which I appreciate out mm -hmm. there. You know, it makes mm -hmm. me feel good. But um, this person asked me if I believed in manifesting. 
and I'll, and I'll tell you what I actually said and what, what did, I actually believe. What did you about say? Manifesting. Now I'm curious. I said that I do and I don't. I said I believe in a secular version of manifesting. Like if you go into a party and you're like, you're wearing clothes that are, make you feel good. If you're pumped up, you're confident. It's going to go well for you at that party probably. Okay. But that's a secular okay. thing. It's not, there's no like, there's nothing woo woo like out there happening. Right. Okay. And you can't, you know, I just that it's purely, it's purely physiological and psychological. In the oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. You had like a much more concrete response than I expected. Yeah. No, I, I, I just said straight out what I thought. That is what I think. So no, I don't. Okay. I don't that, but, 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 uh, you know. The students said that they didn't either, but oh, I, interesting. I wondered if they would have, in fact, believed in it if I'd said that I, I did. I would have gone there with them. Yeah, yeah, I would have been like, "Hey, you don't know, we don't know." Well, you know, it was kind of in the context of like all my friends are saying, you know, manifest. Oh, ma interesting. Many people are saying manifesting. Oh, is it okay? I love it. I okay, love it. Okay, what, we got to do one more from each of us. And okay, we got to wrap this up. one. Is like a special present for you. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. This is a. I'm just going to read you the the headline. <laughs> Jesus Christ applies for VP of student success. <laughs> it's a McSweeney's article. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> well, I, re I really like that. The academic's favorite um, I really like satirical that. news site. Uh, yeah. Give us a flavor oh of my, it. Give us a flavor yeah. of it. Okay. It's a, to the hiring committee. My name is Jesus Christ, and I am applying for the pos the posted position of vice president of su student success. While I have no particular interest in knowledge or experience with student success, an academic friend emailed me a link to your posting and said, "Hey Jesus, it looks like these people want to talk to someone who can walk on water." Ha ha ha! I get it. I get it. <laughs> it ends. It's quite funny. Um, for the non-initiated, student success is, is a proverbially amorphous, difficult area to work in but, at a university. And it is like impossible to succeed because what is student success? Hard, I mean, hard to define, hard to make it happen. Yeah. You know, like parents think it's one thing. Parents think it's getting a job. Sure. Students think it's another thing. Having fun, making friends, networking. Sure. The university usually thinks it's about student retention. So like keeping their tuition dollars flowing. Mm. Um, You're so cynical. I, I am believe. a Can't cynic. Oops. Don't tell anyone. Um, this is the last paragraph. I know that ultimately even I, Jesus Christ, will fail at this gig <laughs> because everyone fails at this gig. Uh, That's just how it goes. And okay. then you'll have your sacrificial lamb and I'll be cast out. Oh, so you can conduct another national oh, search yep. for a career administrator That's who is less credentialed than most of your adjunct faculty. Isn't that, that is like That had a little theological cold, payoff. Cold. Read it. Then it ends with, also, I would be a diversity hire. Oh, uh, that's there we go. Oh, that oh, was oh, very oh, funny. Oh, oh, oh. That was a good that one. Was that funny. was a, that was a Christmas gift. You academic authors, that was great. Okay. Finally, I, I cannot believe that you didn't say this one. I thought for sure this really? was going to be an overlap one because okay. this, this is one of the the great stories at the end okay. of twenty twenty one. Please. Here it is. Plumber finds cash checks behind oh. a loose toilet in wall at Joel Osteen's <laughs> Lakewood Church. The discovery comes after 600000 in checks and cash disappeared from the Houston megachurch's safe in 2014. Now, mm. we probably don't need to review who Joel mm -hmm. Osteen is. He's a very kind of like a, a, prominent. a, a prominent square jawed, very wealthy, slick haired televangelist. Love yes, him or hate yes. him. The people in his church love him. Almost everyone else hates him. Be that as it may. Here's what I want to brainstorm here as we close. Okay. What are the theories, what are the possibilities for why the 600,000 was missing from the safe and why it would be built into the bathroom wall? What are even the options here? That's what I want to know. Oh, 
you know, I actually was wondering about that. I mean, it was like a disgruntled employee who would have stolen them out of the safe. Cause the, the conspiracy theory about it is that because people already kind of hate Osteen, they're like, Oh, what they were trying to do is hide assets. So they didn't have to pay taxes on that it. But I'm like, it's totally implausible. Okay. Though to that's me theory because number they make one. way more money than that. Yeah. 600,000 is like, that's like, you kind of rake that up in your driveway <laughs> and throw it out. But what I'm wondering is like, why would someone hide it in a bathroom wall? I guess if they thought they could retrieve it later. Yeah. The, I mean, to me, that seems like, I'm I'm just seeing, you know, old timey robbers who are dressed in striped shirts. Well, that's weird. That's like they were in prison, but you know what I mean? It seems like a yeah. old movie. Like a like a caper. Like. Yeah, it's a caper. <laughs> which <laughs> makes it really interesting, actually. I feel like I would like to I, I'd like a podcast on that. You know what I somebody told me that I had never heard this phrase before, but you know all these podcasts about what goes wrong at, at places like Liberty University oh, yeah. Very popular or right Mars now. Hill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard it referred to as failure porn, which I yes. think is a great. Yes. That, that was new to me over the last week. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, there's Why did this thing people, go wrong? Yep. Yeah, and I'd yep. like to, I'd like to, um, but I, I feel like this would be a funner story because there's hijinks involved, I think. It, it, it seems more inherently funny and fun. I want there to be some hijinks, but let's just say if you find 600,000 in your bathroom wall this Christmas, you are ho, saying, ho, 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 Merry ho, Christmas. Yeah. Okay, um, friends, it's been real. 2021, what a year. Hope you enjoyed. This is the last of our pieces of bonus content for the mm -hmm. year mm -hmm. um, leading up to season seven, which we are going to be releasing in the new year. We're very Can't excited Can't say a date yet, that. but we hope that you'll join us, um, that you'll join us. Thanks for hanging <laughs> hanging in there weirdos we hope wherever you are you are well and safe and somewhere with people you love ho 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 ho